0: good evening this is Mandy billings with ksom and ks95 news A man was pronounced deceased at the scene of an accident in Shelby County. The Shelby County Sheriff's Office was called to the area of County Road M16 south of 1300th Street on Tuesday for a vehicle that left the roadway. Deputies found a 2004 Silver F-250 on the east side of M16. The Sheriff's Office believes the truck left the roadway sometime Monday evening. After investigating the scene, it is also believed the truck partially left the roadway while traveling southbound on the west shoulder. The driver, identified as 34-year-old Brett Goobles, then made a corrective action to bring the vehicle back on the road and attempted to apply the brakes. The truck then went across the northbound lane and into the east ditch, which caused the vehicle to roll over multiple times a council bluffs man faces many charges following a pursuit that started at highway 71 and highway 34 in montgomery county early this morning the montgomery county sheriff's office charged robert christopher greenwood with felony eluding second offense driving while barred, and interference with official acts. Deputies attempted a traffic stop on Greenwood at around 12.33 a.m. Greenwood fled north on Highway 71 with speeds reaching more than 122 miles per hour. Eventually, Greenwood's vehicle ran out of gas and came to a stop in Lyman. Deputies transported Greenwood to the Montgomery County Jail and held him on $10,000 bond. Montgomery County K-9 Unit, Cass County Sheriff's Office, and the Adams County Sheriff's Office assisted the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office. The Atlantic City Council approved the Homes for Iowa program and Housing Development Fund budgets for the fiscal year 2024 revised estimate and fiscal year 2025 budget. City Councilman Sean Sarsfield explained that the homes are built by prisoners near the Newton Correctional Facility.
1: They're very well put together from my understanding. They hold up well while they travel. Um, So the prisoners build them, and they also have a system that takes them, puts them in place once they get to where they're going. So um, I think they, I got to walk through one. Uh, They look amazing.
0: Atlantic Mayor Grace Garrett said this puts the city on the list to get a home. And
1: this is new with the city being able to buy it now. It was before a private individual had to buy it, and the city can now buy it and sell it
0: the council will need to explore the best place to put one of the homes. We've got some places where we might be able to put, we and a developer might be able to put two or three houses within a block or within a neighborhood area, which would help to revitalize a neighborhood, I think. But I think we should at least explore that. And we have some properties that meet So
1: are we sure that the infill lot, or the house size, will meet planning
0: and zoning on the lots available? Uh, say again? The size, the size of the house, will it fit? That's the key question we have to ask Chris, is the,
1: the dimensions and the lots that we have available. Mm-hmm. But I think we have at least one that's a decent sized
0: lot. It was noted that if the home does not sell within 90 days, it can be rented. The City of Atlantic is currently in talks with Dan Haynes, Executive Director of the Nishina Valley Family YMCA, to manage the Sunnyside Pool for the upcoming season. This issue was discussed at the Park Advisory Commission meeting Wednesday. During the meeting, Haynes stated he is working on a memorandum of understanding with city officials and community members, and also proposed the formation of a committee to develop a structure supporting Atlantic aquatics.
1: So the goal would be to have that group help steer aquatics for Atlantic not just the Y, not just for the city, as aquatics and, and you know create a vision of where we want aquatics to go. Obviously the splash pad's getting done, um, so there's lots of, lots of things to go with that, but um, everybody knows that uh, management of pool and aquatics managers are just, it's a stressful position. Uh, nobody should have to run one pool, let alone two pools. Uh, it's just not—it's just not where it's at, and I'd rather not do it. But uh, somebody needs to do it. So, if we put a structure around some of these managers and lifeguards, those kind of things, that might be helpful to uh, get some sustainability and some safety and some vision for aquatics in the land. So.
0: Haines suggested that the Nishna Valley Family YMCA would hire and manage the pool staff under their payroll and settle up with the city at the end of the season.
1: And we're meeting, uh, we're gonna do a walk throughout at the outdoor pool Friday, uh, just to kind of take a look at what the, what the immediate needs are to make the thing operational for this summer. So getting those things in line. And John has already given me the budget that he had laid out and he knows what we're already paying. You know, we had to go to, at $15 an hour for lifeguards now, starting January 1 we did, so, uh, we have to adjust things, so, but I have his budget, and him and I will work through that. And-
0: Additionally, Commission Member Ali Pekin proposed a pay incentive for veteran lifeguards ranging from $15 to $20 per hour. Haynes has sent notices to colleges advertising for a pool manager, lifeguards, and other staff positions this week. In other business, the board elected Kevin Ferguson as chairman of the Park Advisory Commission and Mary Strong as vice chair. Members include Kevin Ferguson, Mary Strong, Allie Pekin, Dolly Bergman, and Shirley Jensen. The City Council liaisons are Mike McDermott and Emily Kennedy. The Nishna Valley Family YMCA in Atlantic is celebrating 20 years in their current building. During a visit with the Atlantic Area Chamber of Commerce Ambassadors today, Executive Director Dan Haines said they have a lot of things to be thankful for and to celebrate.
1: We love the, uh, the opportunities that this building has given us and the opportunities for the community, uh, but it's really the people that make things happen. So um, that's not only just the people that are standing around here, because if you have donated, if you have participated, if you bought a membership, if you volunteered, all of those things are what the why is. The why isn't a building. The why is people. So thank you for all that you have done for this.
0: Dan Haynes also recognized the original team that got the new YMCA going. Haynes said you don't see partnerships like this or even YMCAs in a small town like Atlantic anymore.
1: You can't even charter a YMCA in a town. You can't charter a town anymore, a YMCA. It used to be if it was under 25,000, you couldn't do it, but now you can't even do it at all. You have to become a branch of somewhere else. So uh, we're fortunate for what we have. Uh, we're fortunate because you know we were able to put it on school property we we were able to make it a city-owned facility we were able to amu donates the utilities for it Um, so all of that partnership makes things happen because uh, if the y had to do it on as an organization by themselves it wouldn't be the success that it is today
0: jackie sampson ymca board secretary said it took all those visionaries to have that dream and make something like this happen but it also takes a leader. I remember
1: when Dan and Leslie's little kiddos were in the playpen because Dan only got paid so many months out of the year, but didn't get paid in the summer, so he was out mowing while their kids were in prams while Leslie was (laughs) cleaning and fixing and he was hammering, you know, whatever was broken. But he is the longest tenured YMCA executive in the state of Iowa and probably in the region. Um, people come, people go. Dan and Leslie have been cornerstones of everything that's been going on here in this movement.
0: Christina Bateman, board member, noted that when Dan Haynes started, they had a $75,000 annual budget, and now they are at $3 million. So
1: Dan has taken it from that to that. Had a couple employees. Now we have over 130 employees.
0: Employees here at the Y. So. Dan Haynes is looking toward the future with better programs and an even better facility. The YMCA was also celebrating 25 years of service with Leslie Haynes, director of the Jack and Jill Preschool. Haynes said the wonderful children, their families, and the staff throughout the past 25 years is what kept her there. Thank you for allowing me to be on that journey with your children and to help them and all my help that I have had these past 25 years. um, I know every day isn't sunshine and roses, but um, you put that smile on and you um, just want to make that best for the children and i just give all the glory to my heavenly father because he's taken care of me through this all. jack and jill is a half-day preschool located at the nishna valley family ymca they offer flexible class schedules and focus on kindergarten readiness skills early literacy math concepts and creative expression Candidate for Iowa's 3rd Congressional District will be in Atlantic on Tuesday, March 12. The Cass County Democrats are hosting the event with Vine at the Heritage House lower-level meeting room, and the public is invited regardless of party affiliation. Vine, a Democrat, is running for the seat currently held by Republican Zach Nunn. Vine is a businesswoman and a single mother of four. She currently works as the executive director of The Beacon, a central Iowa nonprofit organization supports women recovering from trauma and empowers them to achieve positive long-term change. More information on Vine and her campaign can be found at melissavine.com. The event starts at 6 p.m. on Tuesday, March 12th, with potluck from 6 to 6.30 p.m. More news online at westerniowatoday.com. I'm Eddie Bellings with KSOM and KS95 News.